Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another week of how to be a movie snob. This week we have a lot of firsts. We have our first female director. We have our first time where we had one of the hosts completely change their opinion about the movie, going from not really liking it to really thinking it's a pretty incredible movie. Um, this week we jump back into the French New Wave. It's Mariah, me, Seth, in case you want to know, and Patrick, and we dive deep into the movie Cleo 5-7. to It's a movie I knew nothing about, and none of us did, but it really took us for quite the ride, and in a direction we never really expected to go. Um, dare I say we had a lot of fun getting into it. We were a little chill starting out, but by the end, we're pretty into this movie. So, enjoy this week's episode of How to Be a Movie Snob. It's Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. I love you. I know. Burn! Go! Get to the chopper! What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I see dead people. Milk was a bad choice. Good evening, good morning, and good afternoon. Welcome and good, night. and good night and welcome to your favorite how to be a movie snob podcast coming to you live or slightly recorded a few weeks earlier. Uh, who's to live say? Live to you. Who's to say? We're live. We're live. The difference with ourselves. Yeah, we're live. Um, guys, welcome to another week of uh, how to be a movie snob. Good Thanks. to have you here. It's good to be here. Yeah. I'm joined as always with the lo- by the lovely, with the, and by the. Lovely Mariah. Hello. Yeah, I thought you were going to say me. Yeah. Well, and, Not this uh, time. The very um, attendance-friendly, no. Uh, punctual, punctual Pat. Punctual Pat. Ooh. Yeah, there we hey. go. We'll take that. Yeah, Hi. That's, Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, Pat. Good to see you. Good to see you, too, buddy. Uh, what you guys been up to lately? Watching any movies? Watching any, any, any TV shows recently? Just the scary ones. No, yes. oh, I used to watch the scary movies. Ugh. Well, in, yeah. in Live Land, it's October. Yeah. It is the time. It may be close to or after Thanksgiving. I can't remember the schedule, but yes, it is still October here. What do you guys watch this week? What scary movie do I not want to know about? Well, I binged um, The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix mm. by one Mike Flanagan. Was that good? Did and funny it wasn't as funny as they funny. say it is i thought it was like funny hmm. and scary i mean there are funny things but like all oh, mike flanagan's it's not you know it's more like i am that, excited scary. to start it hmm yeah it's good okay good acting all right bruce greenwood for any amount of time i'm down nice. if you don't know who bruce greenwood is you actually do. You just don't know his name because he's a character actor. But nice. He's great. Okay. Bruce Greenwood, folks. You heard it here first. Or actually, you probably did not hear it here first. But <laughs> Fourth or fifth. Yeah. What are you watching, Mariah? Uh, well, it's on the agenda to watch Goosebumps with my seven-year-old Ooh. soon. <laughs> oh, we did start watching it. So. The new series on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And? It's, it's it... very teeny. 
Oh, he might eat Not it. big, very small. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, we only watched the first episode. I'm curious. It's a, it's a one big story. It's not like episode, like episode, episode. It's, um, mm-hmm. We're gonna learn some mystery of something, you know. You know, it's Ooh, got yeah. some creepiness. Yeah, I, he'd be fun to watch it because yeah. he's watched many things. But yeah, we've watched Casper most recently. Ooh, like the OG, like Chris, fifteen years ago or whatever. Yeah. Wow, that's Christina great. Ricci. Yeah. How did it? How that play? And the Moriarty from Raging Bull. Oh, She's the bad guy. That's great. Ooh. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Seth? What have you been watching? I've been watching some soccer or football. I watched that uh, Beckham documentary, which is amazing. Is it? Oh, it's it's incredible. I, I've heard good things about that. Yeah. It's like I don't know if it's last that last dance esque, but it's very very good. It's very like you can't believe all that he went through. You just can't believe <laughs> it, and so much so that I then went to go. Watch the Netflix. Uh, it's a one episode on his teammate on uh, the Figo affair, another transfer from Barcelona to Barcelona. Real Madrid. And it was this guy was like crucified because I just couldn't stand that he went from the mortal enemies. Worse than like the Yankees to a Red Sox Red or Sox. A Saint, vice versa. or Cardinals to Cubs or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> And it was, it's, yeah. it's pretty, yeah, you kind of hate soccer fans a little bit in both series. Because <laughs> they're kind of awful to the biggest stars of all time. But meanwhile, I'm still in the bright, the, the Great British Baking Show. I don't miss a, don't miss a, see, uh, week. They learned very recently. Yeah. That in England, it's the Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in America, because somebody has a uh, bake off, is it like a weed? Yeah, like is it like a weed store? Like they can't have the bake no, off. No, <laughs> it's it's like cookware or something. Oh, They're like okay. you can't call it bake off. Oh, funny. And so they actually they have to cut around people <clears throat> saying it. Oh no! Or That's they terrible. film separate intros for UK and American audiences. And then they do visual effects to change get out the of plate here. that they get. Wow. Folks, yeah, next, they have to go next week we are and blur uh, it out or it's reviewing the Great British the, Baking Whoever bake you are show. that has the uh patent or whatever <laughs> rights to bake trademark, off. I believe it's the trademark, trademark yeah. I think general patent. I just trademark. thought that was insane. Yeah, that's what an insane thing. That's like as dumb yeah. as like the mustache on Superman when they had like put it on and off. That's like that's like that level of stuff. I mean, it's more convincing in the show, but it's equal dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly okay, right. Do it. All right. So Can we talk about this movie. Let's talk about the movie. Oh, watch? by the way, uh, Did listener, we watch a movie? We watched a movie this week, and it is a. How do you say? In je ne sais pas doozy. Is this a is a doozy? No, oui, oui. no, we oui, no, no. Oui. Right, you seem very 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 quiet. You can't hold your. We we are there. Oui. We go. Uh, we are in. We are going back to the French New Wave. I apologize for my accent. It does not get better than that, folks. Not good. <laughs> it's all you get. All you get in any accent. It'll be coming back again soon. Don't you Especially worry. Especially French. Um, oh. This is our second French New Wave for the podcast, but this one is this our like this is embarrassing, but is this our first female director? 
that we have. I believe, yeah. Oh my yes. goodness, that is, that is season two, guys. We just now break the sex barrier. That I would is, like to apologize to the ladies. Jeez, you know who you are, ladies. <laughs> you know, ladies, uh, our lady listeners, folks. If you haven't guessed what it is, we are watching Cleo five to seven, or Cleo five a seven, or uh, wait, what? Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, cinq a. Thing. Anyway, you know, you, you, uh, we're losing, now we're losing all our French. You, you Francophiles know what it is. Hey, I'm not going to try to speak French because when I do, people get more upset. So uh, we're going to stop there. I took three years. We're trying and not I to get canceled. All right. <laughs> we are. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were. Oh, oh we're right. not doing that yet. No, not yet. I mean, we have to have, I think we have to have listeners to get canceled. Oh, that's yeah. the, the difference there. Um, so yeah, we, this is a 19. 62 French New Wave directed by the incredible Agnes Varda. Did I pronounce that correct? Research team. Sounds good to me. me. Um, This movie takes place uh, post-war France. It takes place at the time of when it's filmed. So it's not like taking place in the past or future. Well, which war are you talking about? Because in the movie, there is a war. Yes, but that it's it's happening when the movie takes place. Like the the war that they talk about does happen during that time. So and not the, post. Right. This is take, so it takes. I mean, it's post some wars. It's pre some wars. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not it's not like post war like like the bicycle thieves in Italy. It's not like not, that post war. Not recently. No. But the, this does, and we we could talk about that historically speaking. And we're in the Cold War. We're in the middle of the Cold, yeah, War. Cold War. Um, the Algiers War is it Algiers War? Is that what we're talking about? That was is going on. Yeah, French Algiers. And that one is a very um, it's kind of the post the end of French colonialism sort of era that's going on here. And we only bring I that, do I do not know. I'm not familiar with this war. Yes, uh, cuz it wasn't as big of a deal for us in mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. but uh it definitely was a big deal in France's history and definitely Algeria's history. <laughs> so and it was kind of a big deal to show the shifting from colonialism to what we have today, which is post-colonialism. So that's kind of like the background, not as important for most of this movie, but it does become important for the end of the movie as we will talk about. The Algerian mm-hmm. War. It will be. So um, with that, we'll start out, and if you can call it starting out <laughs> 10 minutes into the podcast, but we're going to start out with some hot takes and cold brews. Sponsored by... Well, could some, be you. Could be you. Could be you, folks. Uh, we're going to yeah. start with our the origin of all things coffee brewing for the Northwest, which would be our Seattle region. So, Patrick, what is your hot takes for Chloe? Cleo. Not Chloe. Cleo. 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 Uh, yeah. So, my hot take is I loved what this movie was trying to be, but not what it was. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wah, wah, wah. Uh, I got a couple hot takes. Um, first one is best use of nudity I think I've ever seen in a movie. That's my He's hot very... take. It's, it's the, yeah. it, we'll talk about it later, but that it is the best use of nudity I've ever seen in a movie. That's my Not hot gratuitous. Take. Yeah. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> 
How'd you, yeah. How'd you, how'd you feel watching this movie? The first, you know, going through the first time. It's an Well, I can tell you it's not my favorite French New Wave movie. Really? Well, I mean, yes. Or it is maybe because the other one was French Noir. No, it's French New Wave. It's Godard. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did the classic it Breathless. Was, I thought that was film noir. Nope. It is. It is classic. New Some say it's New Wave. Some say it was the. Yeah. Well, it was better than this. You like you hot like take. hot take, Godard's better than this one, and and a lot of people agree with that. Um, but but it's a definitely very different take. Um, also, this is one of the best feminist movies I've ever seen because it doesn't preach at you, but you get it at the end. That's what I thought was my other hot take. Definitely at the end because. It's not obvious that it's very feminist in the first 60% of the movie. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. There's well, another hot take for you. Brian, we'll explain how it was feminist. Okay, no, okay? I love how the two guys yeah, are going to explain. Guys tell me? Can you mansplain why it's feminist? Yeah. This is a good feminist movie. Thanks for that. You're welcome, Mariah. <laughs> this is going to go great. We're definitely getting canceled on this one. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, mansplaining, no, no, this is the not mansplaining. This is the summarizing section of the of the of the episode, folks. Uh, Mariah, this take it away. It's my time to shine. Woo. Okay. Well. This movie is about a singer, a pop, French pop singer. As you do. And she's she's a little stressed out because mm. she had a biopsy. And the day of this, that the, this film takes place, not just the day, in a certain number of hours. Yes. She's going to find out, does she have cancer? Is she going to die? Uh, So the film starts off at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and she's getting her tarot reading. French Standard Time, by the way. That's the time it starts. Yeah. I'm not sure what day it was, but oh, it's June 22nd. (laughs) Never mind. First day of summer. Lies. (laughs) Tells you you throughout the movie, but yeah. Yeah, a couple times. Sorry. Let's cut that, please. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. No, we don't I got a things. hot take. I got a hot take after you go through that. Okay, good. Uh, so she gets her tarot reading, and there's some foreshadowing things happen. Yeah, in color. Mm. And cut to her getting set. Like, you know, the tarot reading doesn't go as she's hoping. It's kind of confirming her fears. Confirms, yes. So then she starts hanging out with her assistant or maid. Yes, one of those. Um, and they go to a coffee shop where she starts to kind of melt down and they give her coffee because that's that going to calm you. Have a cigarette and coffee. That will calm <laughs> the you maid down. tells a story. Yeah. Uh, and they got she's got to get home. She's got rehearsals for some new music. And so she meets her comedy team, pianist and writer, and they try and cheer her up. Kind un- of. Unsuccessfully. No, not great. And then her lover Ooh, shows up. Wait, the lover's before the, the pop band, isn't it? That's true. Well, he you should just watch the movie and figure it out. Yeah, no. yeah. First You're is, right. First, first the lover, then the pop band. Okay, lover, pop band. And uh, then what happens? Reach out. 
She, was, yeah. she freaks out. She's like, freaks I'm out. She bails. Pulls off her wig, she puts which on was a black surprising dress. she was wearing a wig at that time. I had no clue she was wearing a wig until she pulled I it off. I wasn't shocked. Yeah. That was surprising. I was also unaware. Yeah. Oh. Well, anyway, she takes off her wig, puts on a black dress, and takes off. <sighs> and wanders the streets of Paris. Looking at a lot sad, of people. Sad. Sad and people. lonely. People uh, are strange. I felt like that song should have been playing when they were walking through the streets during that time. When you're a stranger. Meets up with her, her old buddy. Dorothy. Meets up with her buddy. Dorothy. In the artist's studio where the nudity happens. Yes. The guy is a model. The girl is it, a model. Yes. Her friend, it's Dorothy. It's a gal. And then they go on a little excursion, see a movie. Hang out a bit. Then she moves on again. Goes yep. to a park. Park. And meets a really chatty, as the tarot reader said she would, meet yeah. a man who's very chatty. Soldier who's on leave from the war. And he has a couple hours and she's got a couple hours. So they have some conversation. and Boom. Take a bus ride to the hospital to get her results. Can't find the doctor. Can't find the doctor. Suddenly the doctor drives up and says, you got it, but it's going to be super easy. Two months of chemo and you're good to go. (laughs) It's really no big deal. And then they smile at each other and it's over. She's transformed. Yeah. She feels happy now. Fin. That was a terrible summarizing. That was pretty great. Uh, This movie is 24 before 24. I'm just going to play that now. This is the original 24, folks, because it happens in real time. But it's two. Yeah. It's huh? two, not 24. Oh, so she, right, oh, good point. And really, it's one and a half. Well, maybe they were going to make, one you know, 11, more, 11 more episodes. Yeah, the irony is it's... The movie sets up for disappointment. I know. It's already a lie. It's two hours, five to seven. It's more like five to 6.30. Come on, yeah. folks. So, yeah. Which is, did you know, that's the lover's time or something. Time for lovers. Six thirty. Really? No, five to seven. Like, that's oh. what French people refer to that time post-work. I find that that's a very with, inconvenient time. Yeah, kids your are you're feeding your kids. Oh, because you probably don't have kids. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's been so long. Well, that's the thing. That's kind of why, you know, it takes place. During mm-hmm. this time, that that has meaning to French people. Oh. in a way, it doesn't to us. Well, I can tell you that the numbers part of this podcast this week is brief. Lacking. There's, well, there's two numbers in the title. There's two numbers in the title. <laughs> it's June twenty second, nineteen sixty two. One. Uh, we found out how long our chemo is. Sixty two. Yeah, two months. Yeah. There's some, the maid's kind of obsessed with numbers. Yeah, can't wear. You can't go in that cab. It's an unlucky number. New, we can go in this one. Yeah, new hat, can't wear on Tuesday. Everybody knows that. Nothing new on Tuesdays. Yeah. Um, don't even hold. Yeah. yeah. But what, <laughs> the numbers that we don't get are what the budget was for this movie. Oh, the box office And what was. the box office was for this movie. Yeah. I searched. What would it make? It was nothing. not expensive. No, I can't Double. imagine that it was. No, and the 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 joy of this is in classic French New Wave style. This is a very low budget, 
no lights, no sets, just filming in real places on the street. It's pretty awesome running gun, like shooting. Like it's just, it feels so, <laughs> I mean, Breathless felt a little bit, I, this felt smoother than Breathless in my opinion, because Breathless felt even more <laughs> like janky. Well, she Cinema made one day. other movie, so. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was not I did see that rough. cost like $14,000 or something insanely low, her first movie. So. Oh, sure. Oh. That makes sense. I'm guessing this is more expensive. It had, you know, Godard in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. So, can yeah. we start Let's talk chronologically about... here? Well, I won't get your initial reactions, like what you were watching, and then kind of what, then, because Pat, you and I just briefly talked about before we hit record, but. When I first watched it compared to like what I started watching people's reactions to it, it became a different movie for me for sure. And I made me, it it made me wish I spoke French to get it the first time. Like would would it have become through clearer the first time watching or if I watched this a second or third time, would I have picked up on some of those nuances? So yeah, I want your first response besides it's dumb. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't think it was entirely dumb no me either I think one like many of these movies that I haven't seen I knew nothing about what this movie was going to be Right. Um, she is so off putting out of the gate that there's a little <laughs> bit of like Ugh, I don't know about watching Cleo for two hours because again i didn't actually look at the runtime it's five to seven no, that's gonna be two hours um and then i was like oh they're doing some really interesting experimental stuff with mm. camera angles and cuts but it all felt very inconsistent to me um even they have a few moments of like inner monologue that we hear right when, yeah. when characters kind of mm-hmm. see cleo for the first time like oh there's cleo and she's so whatever and they're like that's it we're not going to do that the whole movie don't expect it not every character that meets her for the first time will do this no mostly it's her with herself and off and on her friend said it she says it once and then the maid says like has inner monologue maybe only women have inner monologues maybe that's something to the movie there you go you know Um, if i've watched you know, because I watch uh, What Women Want on a weekly basis. So I've learned <laughs> anything from that movie. Yeah. But like I, it felt, it felt like a lot of cool ideas kind of cobbled together in a way that didn't feel consistent. And honestly, until her friend showed up, until she went to the modeling studio and her friend kind of chopped her down a few pegs in like a great way. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care about this woman at all. Yeah. And so the second half of the movie went down a lot easier than the first half. Oh, 100 percent. Which I think is on purpose as well, because you're not really yeah. supposed to like her because no. she's so. Yeah. I mean, they That's say really she's kind of a movie. Yeah, yeah, she's spoiled. Right. You know, but she's feeling her deep feelings from the get go, supposedly. Although well, I don't really, I don't really um, believe her for a like, while. Yeah, it felt performative. Like she's supposed to be sad. Oh, I'm fatigued. I am fatigued. I'm going to lay down again. And... Right. Yeah. But right. I think that, again, the more I like learned about the movie and the first half of the movie for her is this performance of who she thinks the world wants her to be. Mm-hmm. 
and then she peels away all those layers and it's more about just who she is and how she sees the world and so it does become this like she's supposed to be kind of crazy and flighty and because she's a, a music star right and like it's expected of her to be that way mm-hmm. and you know emotional dramatic and then by right. the end it's like now she's kind of got her stuff together i feel like the turn yeah, it's just yeah it's weird I feel like the turn for her really happened when she was in the cafe or the restaurant or whatever it was by herself where she sits by that kind of mirrored pole and she puts her own music on the jukebox. I feel like that when she's observing other people and their reaction to hearing her music and that she really wasn't getting any of the stuff she wanted out of it. I think that's kind of the, for me, I felt like that was the turning point. She started kind of, going oh this isn't all about me yes and some and right before that yeah some will say it's the the wig right before that because then that's the first thing she does after she takes her wig off sure yeah yeah so it's like the wig is this is this first like and puts on the black yeah and then of course we're gonna i assume we'll talk about the mirrors because the mirrors are like all mirrors of course yeah yeah, I um, was trying to find a camera in all of those. Actually, at one point, I was like, "Ooh, no, was, are they uh, gonna catch? Are we gonna catch any of the cameras?" No, no. Yeah. But the other thing, speaking of cameras, when she went into that cafe, it became a first-person perspective for walking in and looking yep. at people. So yeah. it was a everyone's looking at Cleo to sometimes Cleo looking at everyone, and so there was there's a bunch of stuff like that I liked, and I liked it in the moment. Mm-hmm. But the movie felt kind of like a chore to get to those things. Mm-hmm. There's just little bits here and there. I'm like, that was cool. Like when she's coming down the stairs yeah. and there, there's some kind of crazy cuts, but they also were cutting to the music. That was nuts. Deliberately. And they were doing like the, the, the rocking back and forth and cutting to one and coming yeah. to the other. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I'd add that in one of my films, but I, I appreciate I, them doing that. I liked what they did. All of the, the whole like the whole soundtrack, the music was great. The only part that I was like, "Uh," was when she gets to the park, and it turns into this like ominous, uh, yeah, and very loud. Like all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, what's what's what are we like escalating to right now?" And then right. it's nothing. It just kind of well, dies and off, and she wants shows up. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking. This is going to go bad. This thing she's worried about. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking she's going to no jump off of something. Was. There's railing here. She's like, is gonna... this guy going to kill her? <laughs> no. It was weird. But yeah, anyway. I don't... Talk her Did you off. say what your expectations were, Seth? Or... No. So when I first watched it, I, I didn't have any expectations as well. But as soon as I saw like the long camera takes with nothingness, I realized, I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of those... It's so I had lots of thoughts. Like the first thing, like hey, well, a, I, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, he's gonna make us work for it. Like, there's no rushing. She. Oh, that's right. She. she is gonna. I love that. This is, I. This is why I, I feel like this movie. When I learned, because I didn't know. Did a, you know about the director before? No. That's Which the is thing. Is like, awesome. I didn't know either, and I was like, now I see why she did all the things. Oh, she and did. it's so good because I'm like, I believe it more mm-hmm. because I believe the perspective of her looking at herself. I believe. Oh, there's so many things. You know, but we'll get. Yeah. Yeah. So, but initial watching Put though, I knew nothing. I didn't know it was a female director. I didn't know like she has this this moment. So I remember thinking, okay, I don't really like her, but I didn't like the I didn't like the characters in Breathless either. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> But then I was like, okay, and then and I saw what they were doing with uh, 
the, the, the frogs and the piercing the biceps like oh it's like this bad feeling you feel like everyone's looking at you and then the perception of everyone staring at you. I'm like that's cool and then the scene that blew me away was the nudity scene not because it shocked me but because the facial expressions as and I, I'm jumping the gun here because I know we want to wait for this but when I saw all of a sudden she walks in and sees, we don't know it's her friend yet, but, but sees this person <laughs> naked, but it feels safe. It's like the opposite of the alien scene when Sigourney Weaver is like in her underwear <laughs> and we know there's an alien, like she's yeah. totally vulnerable. Meanwhile, this girl is literally nude, but there's a safety to it, which doesn't make sense when Cleo is always wearing clothes and putting on hats and wigs and there's no safety to it. So that was... She feels exposed. Ex oh, exposed. Time. And then and meanwhile, Dorothy is like, doesn't feel judged at all. No. And there's this piece to it and it's not sexual. It's just kind of... It was this weird thing because usually when, you, when, when directors use nudity, it's a tension or it's a um, like a lust or it's a it's a feeling they want to like almost like kind of punch you in the face with but this was like a the only time i've seen nudity used where it's like a this is relaxing and i've never experienced that in any movie mm -hmm. and i couldn't believe it i was i was like what is going on because i didn't you know you didn't quite get what the movie was doing yet yeah. But I knew the feeling I felt at that moment. And then we went into the next. And then the rest of it, all of a sudden, I didn't hate Cleo anymore. Because mm. she liked her. Yes. And then it all of a sudden, I liked right? Cleo. And, I, and this is before I knew anything about the movie. So this is like my first feelings about the movie. I'm like, okay. We're, you know, because Breathless, I felt, was so pretentious. <laughs> And it was like unapologetically trying to be, but this at that point, I'm like, oh, but it did more of a you did something there, and I don't know how you did that. And it makes me feel, yeah, safe with a woman's, and it's very well because yeah. because Breathless had a plot, yes, yeah, you know, yeah. there was Actually, a, there yes. was a build up, there was backstory, you yeah, knew this, basically right. where everybody was coming from, there was all these other things built into it and with this it's really just yeah it's not an existential crisis turning into acceptance you know and her character study. her getting through yeah, this process yeah, there's no yes you know she's a pop star but there's no like how did she become a pop star how long has she known this you know maid or the musicians or her naked friend or you know or her, or her how long lover. has he been her lover? Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no backstory, and you don't really need it because it's really just all about her processing who she thinks she is to who she is once she's, yeah. you know, kind of come to terms with the fact that I could have a terminal illness and yeah. what does it all mean? And yeah, so okay, they're they're both equally beautifully shot and beautiful location and beautiful people oh i disagree i think because i was thinking about this movie and what godard did in its first breathless was so more jolted but there was moments in this movie like with the fortune cheller felt like joan of arc where the way they shot the face yeah was Indoors, so yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. but i'm talking yeah but like the ex in paris oh the, yeah you know that the, 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 i totally the tribute agree. to paris yes the, i totally agree with the cars the 
live in Paris shooting the very running gun style, obviously no lights, probably yeah. not even actors and actresses. They're probably just out in the street. No, they're, in fact, they're she poor. was another one of those people that didn't. Yes. That hired people that were not. Yes. So it totally makes sense. And, and I agree with that. But but this one felt, and maybe it's just because I've seen this one recently. I should probably watch Breathless again before I say this. But it felt a little bit uh, more smooth. It felt a little better in the craftsmanship in the way they did some of these shots. And I I, I just because I remember watching Breathless thinking, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, oh, the French New Wave. Yeah. They don't have like. Yeah. Steady cams. He's literally using a but shopping that's also, cart. Yeah. And I think that's because of the way, uh, because of who the director was. I think because she came into this as an artist, as a photographer before she was ever right. entertaining filmmaking, you know, her storyboard was pictures. You literally know, pictures. She, so cool. Yeah. Actually had everything that she wanted to have happen in a picture before the filming happened and so cool i feel like yeah the way she kind of set it all up it made for even though you have you know less equipment less light less all that other stuff you've got you've got a really well thought out plan so it's kind of easier to execute even though you're out in public and it's mostly all outside so cool okay pat let's do your oh we have a new name for it yeah, animator insights. Ooh, the animator animation insights. insights. I like this. So from Punctual Pat. From Punctual Pat, the animator insights. Because folks, people actually pay Pat to animate things or to tell other animators to animate, but not things. for his insights. <laughs> that, well, they kind of do. Well, I've never, uh, I've never paid him for it. Oh no, no, you've no. You, you've paid for it though. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pat, take it away. Coming for the first time in 2023, Animator's Insight with Patrick Juliet. That's quite the intro. You're welcome. We're working on it. We're still. Thank you. We're workshopping a little bit here, folks. Yeah, so I think, like, we've kind of discussed some of this stuff, like, and I'm going to really stretch the meaning of these words for animation. Yeah. But they do cross over. So anticipation. Mm. Anticipation is meaning setting up an action so the audience can understand. So if you're about to run off stage left, you're going to rear up stage right and go. You know, that classic. Yeah. And that's just help help you. If you just zip off, the viewer might be like, well, what happened? I do that every so time a couple I get things. it. To, to me... We have anticipation with the tarot reading. The first yes. thing we see sets up the entire plot of the movie. We have some amount of understanding of what is to come um, through that tarot reading. You didn't know it at the time. You're like, is this all a bunch of baloney? But it's like, nope, that's the plot. So she's setting up the story for you ahead of time. Also, so this is a color there, movie. Yeah, I, I was same thing. <laughs> I was so confused. By the way, it felt so similar to the Bicycle Thieves tarot scene. I was like, this just must be a thing in Europe. Everyone's got tarot yeah. cards in like sure. apartment buildings. That just Spiritual must be a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, yeah. Tarot. Uh, staging, which we just kind of talked about. Yes. Like her, the craftsmanship of the frames where we're seeing her walk around the big crowd shots the intimate shots like i was feeling feelings when they're on the bus at the end and we have it's a pretty tight shot mm-hmm. and they're sitting further apart than they're framed to be but it's like are they gonna like kiss what's going on there's so much right. romance happening 
just because of how she placed them in shot and, and, you know, her performance really just that sort of, you know, excited look. Um, but yeah, the staging of this movie was really great. Yeah. But then, the, and the other thing I want to talk about, you know, so another principle of animation is straight ahead or pose to pose. And to me, the cinema verite style of this is straight ahead. So straight ahead means. Thank you. I was like, what does mean, this mean? Yeah. Yeah. Meaning you draw, you don't quite know where you're going, but you're just going to draw until things kind of reveal themselves to you. Like you have mm. an idea in your head. You're like, okay, I'm going to draw this frame, and then I'm going to draw this frame, and I'm going to draw this frame. And the drawings kind of take you through. The pose to pose is, of uh, yes. animation. Mm. Where pose to pose will be, here's a, a key pose, here's a key pose, and then your job is to get between one and the other. But you know where you're ending up. And I feel like this movie, at least the style of this movie, is very much straight ahead. I'm going to go here, I'm going to go here. Right? You don't quite mm. know... Interesting. Where it's going to head, but you have right. an idea of what you want it to be. And there was improvisation in the movie. You know, there it wasn't so, you know, meticulously crafted. And so there was a natural style to it because it mm -hmm. was natural. You didn't know what the crowd would do when she was doing mm -hmm. these first person shots. Um, and then that, that last one was more gaming. The point of view is changing between third person yeah. and first person, um, which happened a lot and it was very integral to the plot like her looking outward and just letting the world watch over her instead of being so fixated on what she looks like to the world so those are my hmm. insights for this good story. one good insights pat good job hey thank you gotta go that's great um i want to just talk about shots that i thought because when i see these moves i always think about shots i could actually do on a wedding day <laughs> uh, one of the shots and it felt the most Ozu shot of, of the film was like you're, you're following her and it's usually like a pan through the alley or a pan through the street but then it stopped when she the building was perfectly set up like an Ozu shot and she came in front of the building and then she went up the stairs and it was perfectly symmetrical and that kind of stopped you like oh we've arrived and I thought that was such a cool like motion 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 stop perfectly framed go up there and you knew okay this is where the action is going to happen i think that's when she got to the studio to see dorothy but it was very cool and yeah. you knew yeah. what was going to happen and then interesting and you interesting also knew shot composition to interesting uh, composition. and you really had no idea from that entrance what she was getting no we you've arrived but where are, where you? are you but you knew something was because the motion stopped and it was mm -hmm. so good yeah and then of course every time it made me think about with the early shots how I didn't feel um, as much admiration for the character of Cleo because, by the way, Cleo's not a real name. Listener no, out there. it's we, not. We haven't broke that. Florence. Florence is her real name. Cleo for Cleopatra. Anyways, um, we'll get to there. Uh, but I was like, oh, she looks pretty, but she doesn't look like someone you like. And I thought like, yes. that is something when you're when you're filming somebody, you really got to make sure not only that they look pretty, but that you're getting their essence as well. Mm -hmm. And and obviously, I think this actress did a really good job of kind of us not liking her earlier. But then all of a sudden we do like her. Like, yeah, it's almost like a relaxing of her face. Right. As soon as as soon as Dorothy gets in the fr frame, she's like a different person. Yeah. And it's great. I just thought the actress did a great job. Yeah. Like, oh, We're this is. 
really I which like also her. like in contrast to breathless you know you like gene seberg's character the whole time and she's yeah oh for sure she's cool clever all of the things yeah pretty i think they're both pretty oh, pretty sure. pretty ladies but one was kind of ick inside <laughs> Obviously, well, we thought getting... she was. Yeah, she's figuring out though. Well, you know. Yeah. Took a bit. It's and, hard. And I think, it took forty-five minutes, you know, and she turned it around. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. I mean, I think the, the gosh, sort of... it took her a while, but. <laughs> yeah. Forty-five minutes, and she's the only woman. Uh, the, to me, that is some of like I think where the feminist stuff comes in. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mariah. It felt like who she was at the beginning was who men wanted her to be or who she thought men wanted her to be. And that wasn't appealing. She was like a shallow person and it it had no inner, inner thoughts to who she became at the end was who she was as a woman. And that was who was interesting and appealing. Yeah. And when she kind of threw off that, what I think everyone wants me to be is when she became well, and that's the best true. Version of and from the beginning, she, you know, she even said out loud. I mean, although I don't know that she believed it, you know, she kind of recognized, like, you know, everyone spoils me, but nobody loves me. You know, mm. she knew that it was all yep. superficial. She knew that, you know, but she also didn't really have an answer. I think that was kind of like, this is my worth. You know, the irony was I didn't even believe it when she said that. that no, that's movie. the thing. Is she like, said so things annoyed. that were true. Like, but yeah, you're like, I don't whatever. think you believe yeah. it. And I think you're just putting on a show. I kept waiting. Well, I didn't know if that was bad acting or not. Right. Exactly right. And I th- I was. Wa- I don't think it was bad acting. I think it was good acting. Yeah. In retrospect, it might have been good. No, that that's the crazy part. Like I because I, I kept waiting. This is how how sex is my mind is thinking. I, I thought, oh, we're going to wait for some good piano player to help steer in the right direction or the singer is going to help but they were not either they were just another part of the whatever they were kind of like court justice yeah and it was so great i still can't get over how the director used that scene and used dorothy as just like a whatever oh that's that's silly just move on mm-hmm. like and you have i don't know if you guys when you have people like this in your life who are just like oh that's dumb let's just do this and it's it's like it's life changing, and it's so. <laughs> Listeners, if it's you have this friend, that's for sure. Who's like, don't be, no, don't, don't, ask, just, just know what's true yeah. and right, and go with it. And that's it was so to get away from the pretension. And, oh, yeah, it was so nice. that was hugely game changing mm-hmm. to me for the movie and for her as a character. Yeah, and it, and I think that's you know, like we were saying before, like I didn't, I like the movie more after having watched it, then while watching it. Like, it wasn't the most enjoyable thing. But I love so much about what they did. Um, yeah. And mirrors, symbolism of mirrors, and how that unfolded. Do we want to get into the mirrors? Yeah, let's talk, talk about, about the, the mirrors, because I, I want to talk about it in a good and the bad part of the mirrors. So the bad part of the mirrors is, I, I do this all the time in my wedding films. I have them look in the mirror, and then it Look gets at the camera. And, I, and every time, I'm not going to lie, every time I saw them do that in this movie, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> this is not authentic. Yeah, I know. I know. It, I know. I'm just like, oh. Look in the mirror and smile. And at smile and then look and then, but you got to make sure. No, no, move are. it a little bit to the left so I, only the camera sees it. Like, I was so, I get kind of annoyed by that, but whatever. But what I did love, 
I did love the broken mirrors, the accident or the, that, cause the first one is her compact, correct? Like her compact mirror. Oh no, that's bad luck. And then our favorite character, Dorothy's like, don't be dumb. Mm-hmm. It just means something's changing. We're just moving on from that. Well, in the restaurant, that pillar that she's kind of hiding Which behind is r- all mirrored. Yep. So from... Which is essentially a very Pat, large broken mirror you're again. Exactly right. And everything after that, there's all these... She never has to look in the mirror the same. Even mm-hmm. to the point when she gets to the park, she looks into the river which is the last time she looks at herself in the movie mm. which is the stream before she meets the what's the name well, even that antoine. Uh, antoine you know again yeah it's not that's... a clear picture it's 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 yeah and which is great so you have all these like perfectly clear mirrors and then from that point on and i i didn't look this up but there's there's a part the last mirror she looks at before the broken mirror is like this mirror with Chinese characters on it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look I what did it means. I, 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 I was like, huh. I was trying to look up what the, the characters were. It was traditional Chinese. So I was like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> so I was looking at it, but she couldn't quite see herself. And it was like, there's like tension because she couldn't see herself. And then, then uh, the irony of, yeah. When I think then she took off that silly winter hat she was wearing in yes. the summer. And you know, yes. like that was kind of her last, armor she was wearing oh, of who good, this Pat. woman she oh. thought she could be right she finally shed good. the that's last good. thing holding her back well yeah yeah and that's How... oh go on no i was just in awe of like yeah again it's like watching it the first time i didn't i couldn't put to words my feelings until i like watch and i'm like oh that's so cool oh that's so cool and thinking through this this female director in a very male dominated world is showing women what it means to be a woman but not preaching and i just what i love about this is i'm so sick of preachy movies nowadays that are just lazy and tell you how to think but this came along in 1950s and it's saying hey don't believe the lies of what they're trying to sell you you are you are good enough for who as you are, but in such not a preachy way. It's just oh, it's just not so a Tony brilliant. Robbins way. Yeah, not even like every new Well it wasn't like explicit. Exactly no. right. You know, it was just Well, and it showed too that it. she I mean, aside from Dorothy, nobody really helped her come to her conclusion. You know? No. Nobody no. she kind of figured they it kept out. Her where she was. Yeah. They weren't encouraging the change. So you would say she only had the one true friend aside from the Algerian soldier the later. Soldier. Yeah. Well, maybe the lover, but we would never know because he's never there long enough to yeah. find out. But that felt like, yeah. that was, you know, speaking of the five to seven, that felt like a forced ritual. Like yep. he's supposed to be there because that's what happens at that time. Yep. None, they weren't into it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just going through the motions. She didn't tell him he she probably has cancer. That's kind no. of a red light don't in a tell, relationship. Men don't like to hear that you're sick. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Don't be a big like, don't be don't a big baby about it. Oh a real goodness. downer. Yeah. Don't bring gonna, down the room. I was gonna ask, speaking of things I thought I thought the movie was gonna go real dark. Yeah. When Soldier showed up. And they're alone in the secluded part of the park. And he's like, hey, none of the kids are here. Side of the park. And he's very, like, creepy, like, forward. 
I thought, oh no, like <laughs> she's not going to have cancer, but he's going to murder her. And I don't know what this is. That's where I thought it was I don't going, think that's a French New Wave I've been style. Too much, too much <laughs> horror <laughs> movies I've been watching lately. He's going to steal her identity. <laughs> and then, and then she somehow like, hack his computer, computer. I'm not sure how that works. I think that made it again, watch while watching it. It was like, Whoa, like she's <laughs> kind of into him. And I thought he was going to kill her. Did she think he was going to kill her? <laughs> no. And so it took, but it took I, a little but I realized for me to process. I remembered the her. tarot reading and I thought this is the chatty guy that she's going to run into. Yeah. And yeah. not, so it just took there's a minute a, there's for a me axe. to be like, oh, is she actually charmed by this guy? Oh, this is what the death card was. Me. <laughs> yeah. I, and then it was like, oh, okay, like he's a cool dude. He just, he came out a little strong. Like, yeah. No matter what. It was a little like, hey, what are you doing here? I'm he had to nothing to lose, folks. Well, he had nothing to lose. She didn't seem appropriately no, caught I, off guard. And also she even says too, you know, normally I just don't even answer people, but. Yeah, because she didn't earlier in the film. Automatically, like early in the film, she didn't answer. This is out of character for me, just talking to you, kind of. But it was definitely, it was very fun to watch it. I watched it a couple of times because I couldn't figure out the scene actually. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I was watching like the body language because first he comes in close, which is what makes us feel uncomfortable. She moves forward. And then he moves back, leaning on the thing, opposite side, opposite side and they're kind of being repertoire. And then he kind of, and then you can kind of see like she's a a little flirty, a little like open more, and not just shutting him down. And then he comes forward. So because it's in French, and I'm trying to watch and read at the same time, it took me a couple times watching it <laughs> to like watch the body language, and that's a hot. That, I, I have no problem with you know all things subtitled because I almost prefer the original language because you can hear the into like you know oh yeah like Don't but dub any of these oh dubbing's the worst but but the bummer is you do miss some body language and yeah. some some moments that you would understand I feel and it really does evolve yeah and Just, be and be less creeped out about yeah <laughs> but it does evolve I mean from that. You're right from that point in the park where it's like he comes on too strong. There's a little bit of a backup and then they slowly start kind he of gives connecting. A room, and then connect. it continues yeah. once they get on the bus. You know? Oh, and then they're you like standing him. and they're like, oh, it's just fine. And, you know, platonic even. Yeah. And then they end He's up, not putting his and then hand they over end up her. finding a seat. Yeah, and then it's, it's getting like more and more intimate. But then, not. But still like equals. They're, they're, they're framed the same height. Their eyes are the same height. They're both smiling without like. But it just becomes a part where, yeah, they're not, it's not super romancy, but it's also they're, they're connected. They're in this, they're on the journey together now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we realize because he's got to deploy in a couple hours and she's going to find out basically if she's going to die in a couple hours. They're, they're in the same place in their lives. And they're like, well, let's go through this together. And you did feel like, Again, it, it worked for me, but the intro was hard. Just like the movie, the intro of the movie was hard. The whole thing worked, but it was it was rough getting over it. And then I loved how charming. Again, like that bus ride, I was like, mm-hmm. he should kiss him. Like her boyfriend <laughs> seems like a if dork. It, if it was American, they would have kissed. It was Meet Me in St. Louis. If it was any American I, movie, they kissed. The yeah. But I also just loved 
how that was just tension. Yeah. She went from like yeah. this learning about each other to just holding on this frame where they were so close to each other, yeah. closer than they actually were. Mm-hmm. But it felt like, oh, there's this tension. And she, and that's where I, I was kind of almost most impressed by her acting. Mm-hmm. Just she seemed like she liked this guy in a way that she, yeah, she was, was convincing. To she me. was present. She was, there was no pretense anymore. There was no pretending of anything. And, and she wasn't trying face. to be a sexual thing. She wasn't trying to be this. Yeah. How? Cause it with, wasn't, yeah, yeah. With, with the other guy, she literally was like, Oh, Mr. De- like all like dolled up, dolled up and like my, slouching and like, fancy check me out. And I'm so pretty to this one. She's like standing up straight. Like it felt like a normal person with another normal person flirty or not it just felt normal i should have i should have gone back and looked and this this could have been an animation insight later in the movie she's walking around she almost feels shoulders forward a little slouch yes at the end of the movie where totally different early in the movie you know she's been fatalling she's gonna be chest forward and Mm -hmm. chin up but like her shoulders are rolled forward. She looks a little humped in her back almost. Right. It's, and it's like, oh, interesting. And her apartment completely communicates that rigid, yes. weird, pretentious, like there's no furniture in here except this four post bed. kittens around. And kittens running around. Oh, the kittens cracked me up though. I love that about that. The, that was cute. The <laughs> moment her body language changes is when she walks in and sees Dorothy for the first time. And that's the craziest scene because mm, you see, you see, because that's the first thing I noticed. I'm like, she's intimidated by Dorothy, who's not a superstar and is just doing it for like a side gig, but is super comfortable, super comfortable being naked. And she changed that instant just when their eyes met. When Dorothy had turned around and it's the only um, like genuine smile in the movie yet, because there was no genuine smile until that point. There wasn't. And I honestly completely kind of missed that piece because... I'm in an art studio suddenly and I'm looking at all the sculptures these people are doing and I'm yes. looking at all their techniques and I was like, he's just hacking away. He's going to bust off a huge piece of this. I thought that too. Like, I, I was that really that concerned was. for, I was really interested in what everybody <laughs> was I missed and that. And I was piece. like, are they sculpting in cement? What is It was this? like plaster of Paris like and then clay. Yeah. chip away at it. Like how long yeah, was she sitting was there? Really and, like that. I don't I don't like that either. That <laughs> bothered me. I was and it was distracting. I will I will totally agree with that. And I'm not a anywhere sculptor. But the part I don't think he ever hit the sculpture. It, you know, yeah, just, who knows? I'm gonna keep making this motion. So I, I was very I was I'm so glad I didn't, but I was like once I saw him like, oh they're using nudity, so no wonder it's snobby. I was like, uh oh, whatever, whatever. But then as soon as like like she turns around and has like a very real smile, mm-hmm. it's the first genuine emotion in the entire movie. Other than like, woe is me. And then you see hers like, oh like it's like literally like uh, I, I, I don't know if she does it or she's already like that, but it's almost like a weight off of Cleo. Or excuse me. She can be herself. She can Florence. be Florence. Flora. Because she can, and she doesn't. Well, she doesn't have to like show off to this gal at all. 
So yeah, no, I yeah. loved, 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 loved that. Well, and Dorothy calls her like a spoiled brat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I just, so good. She was so charming, and she's like, I don't know how to drive. Also, driving made me so nervous in this movie. Oh, it was great. Because it felt real. Oh, yeah. It felt like Dorothy it didn't know how to drive. Was great. real. Yeah. And yeah, and it was like. I think they're going to get in a car accident. I was worried somebody was going to die the whole time. And I was like, that's not the intent of this moment. But I am worried because this felt so It's kind of like that scene in Clueless where she's taking her driver's test. Oops. Should I leave him a note? I was I was you thinking of this realize. scene at my best friend's wedding when she's driving. That's what I was thinking. Terrifying. Bicycle thieves where the kid almost dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't actually block the street off. Like yeah. to me, it's like this is not a safe filming no, area. No, and there I, was no budget for. And the car, the by the way, wasn't like perfect. The first thing I noticed was like there's little rust spots no. on the car and stuff. I was like, this is yeah. And when like... she's waiting in the car too, that was oh. really obvious to me. Like it showed what kind of shape the car was in, and then I kind of wondered, like, does she feel like this is beneath her to be sitting in this car by herself, and everyone's gonna see that this car's not in good shape. Oh, I hope that's intentional because well, it's very thought cool. That was kind of what well, I it thought. Really was. Like her, and her she didn't because like a projectionist, you know. And, oh, that's right. And she didn't, so and she like, like put her guard. She'd already put her guard down, so she was like, "I don't care what I'm in." Yeah, it was. Yeah, she's oh, I'm gonna so go good. with the flow. Dorothy told me to get in. We're going for yeah. a ride. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm into it. I loved it. I yeah. did like. I did like a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Can we talk about stuff I didn't like? Sure. <laughs> you know, there's gonna be a lot of like. <laughs> I feel like when when I. We start the podcast and like I didn't really love this movie, but al- I have almost said only positive things yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, we've really well, turned it around since we started talking about. Well, like, suddenly I feel like we all really did like this. Well, movie. the the it was a very surprising message. I really loved the message, even though I feel like this is a very pretentious, snobby movie. The message of it is so wholesome. Like it's very empowering. Yeah, and it I doesn't... guess I guess in the end she really did get us to feel what we were supposed to feel. We just didn't know it till we started talking and about we it were... two hours oh, later. Yeah. And she took forever to get the there too. Worked. Yeah. Oh, totally worked. The movie worked, but it it took a lot of reflection, and in the moment, I wasn't like blown away. But mm-hmm. stuff that bothered me was there were some intentional jump cuts. And then there were like, why is that jump cut there? It just yeah, felt like there's, sloppy filmmaking. there's two where you're like, oh, that was ugly. That's where I kind of felt one like. one where Dorothy and she are driving and it jumps back. Yes. yes. That was, was like one of the two that I'm thinking. Bus. Yeah. And then when she and, and the soldier are waiting to get on the bus mm-hmm. and it's like, we're getting on the bus, jump. And they kind of like ding the yeah, bus bell. Yeah, that was rough. And it's like. That one kind of felt like, okay, that could be intentional. Like, let's, you know, skip ahead. But it's just like, ah, like, this is just feels broken, like unintentional jump cuts. Yeah. Whereas the very first jump cuts you really see was she's coming down the stairs and it's all like, yeah, crazy that was great. Film. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Like, okay, I get it. You're cool. a art that's film. That's clearly yeah. intentional. Yeah. She was upset. It was a bad but reading. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's stuff there. I did not love the blackface that kind of came out of nowhere in the short film. Did you, did you oh, miss the blackface? Oh, I totally, yeah. I forgot it. You know, it's funny because you forget they even watched that short film. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. That, why? Yeah. Where Godard is, is one of the actors. I don't know which one he was actually. 
Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I did see he was in that. But yeah, the whole premise is this guy puts on sunglasses and everyone looks black. So he mistook this black woman, who was a white woman in blackface, for being his girlfriend who falls down and then gets kidnapped. And then he takes the glasses off and then his girlfriend falls down and almost gets kidnapped. It's like, what is this short film? It's not a good <laughs> And short why film. is there blackface? Yeah. I did not like that at all. You know what's funny? It I literally very uncomfortable. erased the film from my memory. Yeah. It's like I totally I like I watched that scene, but just it's, boom, gone yeah, from my memory. It's like having the whole Mr. Yunioshi in Breakfast at Tiffany's where you're like, this movie is so yeah. good except for this really glaring nasty part. You're like, ooh. Yeah. Can I can I tell uh, you my fun fact that ties oh, in to Breakfast yeah, yeah. at Tiffany's? What? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. So Holly Golightly becomes engaged to this Brazilian millionaire, Jose. Do you know who Jose is in this movie? The lover. Sure. Same guy. I oh, saw his face no. and I was like, oh, it's Jose. 1950s to 1980s. Hmm? This movie? Yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany. Oh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, not Breakfast not Club. S- not the song. <laughs> yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany. I was thinking no, of no, Breakfast no. Club and I, I was like, breakfast. so confused. Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. No, I got that. Breakfast at George Tiffany's. Bupard. Yeah, 1961. So this is the year Ten- before. Yeah. Or this is the year after mm. Breakfast at Tiffany's and he was in that. Yeah. Wow. That's a yeah. good one. That's a great I one. I recognized his face right away and it took me a minute. I was like, what is he Oof. from? Loved yeah. that. That's good. Uh, what was the last thing I didn't like? I didn't like <laughs> seeing the man throw up frogs and eat frogs. Yeah. I didn't care for that, which I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. No. It's supposed to be I the really reflection like of how she feels when she's around people. Yeah. yeah she didn't really like it didn't like it. How did well, you? I think it just kind of felt representative of disease because even the first one, you could you could say that's like a biopsy. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's, like that's good too. It felt all like. This yeah. could be how ugly I get is yeah. watching the these illness, the cancer. Yeah. One, one thing but I man, I'm just yeah. <laughs> all that water. I have seen that trick before. It's horrifying. I was just watching David Blaine talking about how he finally <laughs> learned to do that. So like, that's uh, funny. I was and like, he was like, and I'm the only one in Paris that can do this. Yeah, he probably was. I'm like, David Blaine, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, the, so, what did you guys feel about I? I when she's walking back after that, those two scenes, and then you see all the people looking at her from her perspective. Because oh, before yeah. so she couldn't get anyone to look at her when she put her song on the jukebox, everyone was busy doing their own thing. She was trying to position herself. Yeah. And she's walking through and they're showing deliberately also that, no one's paying attention to her. She can't get attention. And then, yeah, suddenly she's on the street and everyone is staring. Do you think that was and not re- in a good way. reality or her perception? Perception. Because that's uh, that was that's one of the, you know. I think I found myself being like, oh, these like I found myself seeing the craft and being like, oh, someone was just filming and people just look right down the barrel. Mm because like you're going to look at somebody filming down the street sure. yeah. as you walk by. So I kind of like it honestly took me out in some ways where I thought like eh, I'm not going to read into this. But I guess I thought yeah, people are still going to objectify women, but it's not 
like their day stops. But it wasn't you know, they just kept walking. It wasn't just guys though. It was gals. Yeah, it was everyone was that she walked past. That, yeah. her, that was her perception, I think. Because in the yeah. restaurant where she couldn't get anybody to look or pay attention, I think that was reality staring her in the face. You're not the center of attention. You're not Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna You're not, get you're not Travis Kelsey like, lifting up Taylor Swift from the, the no. The nothingness. I think I just viewed it as this is looking at humanity montage yeah. that you you get in other movies. And yeah, yeah. when it's not actors, they're going to look right down the camera. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. Like she was connecting with these people in a way she hadn't probably before. Mm-hmm. Right. And it didn't, but I guess that was the other thing too, because they were probably looking at just a camera person walking down the street. There wasn't this like, you know, sexualizing or or whatever. Like it just is like that's a human, and I'm just looking at them, and then I'm moving on with my day. Like I, I thought it still worked, but I also was just kind of mm-hmm. thinking about yeah. Oh, that she probably just walked down the street with a camera and all these shots. Sure. <laughs> but it was great though because it was like I they would do it shot for shot. They do like those are the people she walked by before, and then this time they're all looking at her in her memory, or are they? Yeah, so mm. it would have been good. interesting so was, to know if she had filmed yeah. them looking at her first and felt, not have explained yeah. to the crowd like, "Hey, I'm going to walk through here. I want you all to look at this," or just, "I'm going to just walk through here and see what Ignore, everybody yeah. does." Yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty the intention good. would be interesting to find out of the director. Yeah. yeah. So this movie, I don't know. I still don't know where I, how I feel about it. Like. I love it in so many ways, but I don't know where it, it fits in like snobbery or um, necessity for where we are in cinema. But yet when I when when I get to see each step of the way, I just there's a couple really powerful moments that made me think, I haven't seen people do cinema in this way on such a low budget. And do it so well that I felt what she was trying to make me feel, but without preaching to me. Mm-hmm. And that's a rare film. I think it's definitely snobby for a bunch of reasons. Oh, right? yeah. 100%. She is the French New Wave female director, the only one. Boom. This is one of the first, if not first, kind of real time, you know, features where we're experiencing time with the characters to some degree, obviously just the storyline on its own. There's a bunch of things and even just the experimentation and how well some of it did work out. All of that to me is like people learn from this and built off of it mm-hmm. or stole from it. Like yeah. there's a snobbiness to it, but I don't to me, but I still feel like people won't like it the way I didn't like it. Yeah, and that's okay. But yeah. I still think it had a lot of impact. This in is zombie yeah. ways. This is another Scorsese one where he said she is one of the gods of cinema. <laughs> oh, that's so loved, cool. Loved her, and oh, it makes so another much inspiration sense. to him. Which well, make, yeah, it makes what, sense that he would really like. Oh, it's so cool. What was cool is like she just broke a bunch of rules or made rules that 
I again, I don't think in this movie all worked together, mm-hmm. but people were able to learn from and build off of mm-hmm. in ways that were amazing. Yeah. Like so many things she did in this. I'm like, I like that. Yeah. But it felt inconsistent with the rest of the movie at times. For yeah. sure. Like even the inner For monologue. Sure. Yeah. Imagine a movie that's way more inner monologue. And I'm like, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Or take it out of this movie. Yeah. Because now you put like Kinda three like moments mom- in this. Yeah, you think of something like, more like Memento or something where there's so much inter. Yeah. Discussion. But it's like, did I gain anything from hearing their inner monologue other than being like, why did I hear their inner monologue? No. Here? No. You yeah. know, it, it just became this like, oh, that's a, let me try that. And I think that's empowering in its own way. Like, she made like a pretty cool movie. Yeah. Taking a big swing with a, a lot, lot of, of swings. a lot of new things, a lot. Yeah, and a lot of them worked, and that's amazing. But then you yeah, go, well, yeah, that well. doesn't all work because mm-hmm. it's not refined. It it feels so experimental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where I felt like, oh, this is a great like college art film. It is, you know? and that's I think essentially for her, that's kind of what it was. Like this is me trying to be a film student coming from photography, and this is like experimental. So I think well for shot, her, that's though. what, and it like yes. was a very successful experiment. For the most Visually, part. it's good. Yeah. It is good. And then you get into like, do you like character studies versus plots? And, you sure. know, there's a bunch sure, of sure, stuff sure. about the movie. You can be like, eh, I'm just not into movies like that. But if you'd asked me so five minutes good. after this movie ended for me, I would say, no, I wasn't super into that. <laughs> and now, like, the more we've discussed and, you know, broken it yes! down, I'm like, I guess I really do like that <laughs> movie. <laughs> She really creeped up on movie. me. Yeah, I think she got me after the fact. It, yeah, and so here's my question: If you were to, uh, and like, well, two. One question is: How's this play in 2023? Like, how does this play? Is it fit? like I? Yeah, I it feels it, very contemporary. Honestly, it feels very good. Like it mm-hmm. feels like the same issues are that were present in 1950s as they are right now. The same body image, oh, the yeah. same who am I who am I really living yeah. my life for? Yeah. Who is telling me how to think about I how like, I look? I feel like today this is hitting your forties and deciding that you don't care anymore. What people think. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, my journey is that the <laughs> Well, this is what I'm identifying that's with the, here. That's the irony of this character is this this twenty something perfect. Yeah. I mean, she, sure, she's got cancer, and so she has the end of death. But like everything about her is literally like she's got perfect skin. She's like literally a pop singer who's looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And she, on the up. But yet she feels put off by her friend, who's not a pop singer star, and is more comfortable, who's shorter than her, and like. You know, who but and less successful exactly right. And and yet that's what like wakes her up and realizes, oh, there's more important things and Yeah. She's got confidence and I don't what's up with that. It all rings true to me now and and I think the quality of filmmaking generally holds up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no way the jump cuts and stuff the un I mean maybe they were intentional, but like I don't think they work. They didn't. No. I just feel like they, they were more off meddling yeah. to make the movie a little shinier. Yeah. In probably ways I'd like 
Yeah. And then maybe in ways that would bum me out or something. But yeah, yeah I think it still works really well. I would be it. really interested too in seeing her later stuff because for a director, I mean, most of the ones we've seen have done many films, you know, have many yeah. under their belt. She never, she did what? One every 10 years, basically, kind of. I mean, she didn't do a lot. There was like eight maybe films that she did. Seven, eight. Mm. Yeah, and I do want to watch her new one. I want to sure. see, yeah, and she does a lot. It's all documentary kind of style. Um, she wants it to look realistic. Uh, she did. She actually, there was a documentary. I think it's about her, or she's in it. She's in it. It's her and another director, and they her go, daughter they produced around. it. Yeah, and guess who the father of that daughter is? Godard. Antoine. Oh, Antoine, get out of here. The director had a kid with Antoine, and then she was the producer later on. That's crazy. Another fun yeah. fact, people. France, am I, t- am I right? France. Five yeah. to seven. Oh, Five to seven. Won, oh. And the daughter won an Oscar for that movie. Jeez, that's awesome. Hey. Yeah, for producing. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's also like this, like she's a badass. Like, yeah. Mad props to this movie. It's just like I didn't love it as I watched it. Yeah. I got a couple of fun facts. Yeah. Ooh, later on. The piano player mm-hmm. was played by the composer of the movie. Yes. I loved that. Very cool. And like, also, we didn't even touch on the fact that there was a little musical in the middle of the movie. Oh, and in she's a, way, a great I, singer. I was yeah. actually very into. I, I, and was... I was like, oh, I kind of wish there was singing. Yeah, For real. I did too. I wish they had... A- given more of a spotlight to the fact that not only is she a singer, let's like actually hear her doing. Uh, by the way, yeah, this movie has so many different crazy parts in it. Like, let's just talk about that. Like it's, <laughs> Oh, is this a musical? It is. It's just, it, and it's almost, it's almost to his detriment because you don't know what yeah, it is. I felt like this movie was a bunch of great short films smashed together yeah, and held, held together by yeah. we're traveling around Paris. Yeah. In a consistent I could have used more Bob. More Bob would have been really great. Could you use another song? Another song. Maybe a couple, couple more kittens. Yeah. A couple more kittens. A few more kittens. Yeah. Yeah. Where's like, the litter box for said kittens? kittens? And they were like, even the back it of her dress just, as she like, walked away. Yes, oh. I love that. That was great. And like, this, like, what <laughs> so, a weird world. So like, great. She's got kittens. Yeah. Uh, did we um, not talk about her workout routine? Let's hang. hang hanging there? Hanging after she yeah. just, tough. after she took a drag off a cigarette. Oh. Like yeah, you need to get. Like I can't It'll breathe very well. Well, smoke a cigarette and <laughs> hang from this bar and hang, and then I feel I feel better. And she's like, put, she's exercise. putting her robe on while she's hanging. I oh, love I that. The lingerie I was like, Is this the workout? One arm hang. Yes. I was impressed with the one arm. She did and then great. She fell off yeah. on the other one. And I like would have been okay, a lot cooler. <laughs> So like I can't do that. No, like, there's no way I'm going on a jacket. <laughs> I don't know if I could do both arms switch. right now. We'll, it would have. No, it would be I tricky. did enjoy that. I thought like that's a they figured out she could kind of do that on set thing. Oh, that's great. So my my last fun fact is at the end of the movie when they're walking away. If you see in the finished movie, you can see the camera track in the background. Oh, that's fun. Comes into frame. No way. And, oh. And she realizes it when the director realizes Agnes. She's like, "We have to reshoot that." It was like one of the more expensive things to go do. They didn't end up reshooting it, 
but the emotional connection wasn't as good as that original cut. So, so that's they what went out the, the original. Oh. That's dope. It's very obvious when you know what to look for. It's yeah. Like, yeah, there's just quite a bit of camera track yeah. behind their head. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, like you go for who the cares? emotional yeah, connection exactly and then right. who cares. Mm-hmm. Hey, and no, like, I didn't I notice, didn't but I, I want to go back now and see. I have done that. I have done the poor framed shot that had more emotion in it for films. I have done that. Yes, because it's because like, what do you? Who cares if like, well, like yeah. there's a camera? And if it's your wedding, what are you looking at? Are you oh, looking yeah. for evidence of something weird happening off the side, or are you looking at your yeah. face? The and, genuine yeah. feeling. Yeah, I have definitely, I've definitely gone the way of I prefer the real emotion over the perfect shot for sure. But yeah, yeah. Oh, this is so good. So this movie, I think we unapologetically agree it's snobby. That is not a question. Um, I'd like to retract that this might not be my favorite French New Wave movie. Now it is your <laughs> from favorite. From the beginning of this conversation to here, like they're at least neck Isn't and neck. Crazy. It's neck and neck. Well, I never crazy. liked Breathless. Everything I read, I thought I liked it more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when I, when I watched Breathless, I'm like, ah, I get it. He He's an a-hole. She's nice. And I liked that it was my first experience. Yeah, no, and then it was, was super pretentious, which is kind of what I was expecting. It delivered yeah. in all the ways that you, you want. wanted it to. Yeah, this no, exactly delivered right. in all the ways that I had no idea it was going to yeah, the, or what to expect. The one, like the moment when you meet Dorothy is the moment when I changed my mind about this film. Like it was the craziest. Seth, it was butt cheeks. Naked women, folks. Apparently that gets the viewers. No, but and it wasn't well, even that. It was like. Very little guy hacking away with a spatula. Horrible on spatula these work. Horrible plaster, spatula. Work. Holy Helping plaster sculpture. Some weird. You thing, heard it here yeah. first. The naked woman brought back feminism. She did. You've heard it here first. She awoken it. <laughs> no, it was very good to to kind of re to go through figuring out why I felt certain emotions at certain parts and why it felt like it was two different movies. That was very cool. And then making me, because yeah, the first part of the movie was like, blah, I totally agree. She's icky. But it was on purpose. That's the best part about it. Yes, I think that's, that's the, the other best part, part about like, it. Yeah, that's they want what you I to dislike. To yeah. Mm. And you're like, yeah, cool. Doesn't mean I, you know, I still had to experience that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's a weird thing with these fancy filmmakers. It's an emotional movies. roller coaster. Does it make your top 10? I think I already know the answer for top 10 Samabi movies in your list. We got a no for Patrick. But it's great snobbiness. It's great. No, I love it. Yeah, Mariah, top 10. Not 10, but it's pretty good. There we go. We switched. We we converted Mariah, Pat. Nice work. I can't believe I went from the beginning of this. We converted ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked ourselves right out of hating it. Yeah. I, uh, it's not my top 10. I don't have any French new waves in my top 10, but I, I liked it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it more than breathless because it was very surprising the message that it gave me. So yeah, I was so uh, yeah. And frankly, it's about freaking time. We have a female director on the show. It's just about, and she's cool. It's about time. Oh, hey, Hi, Quinn. Yeah, up, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's, uh, Ruined the whole podcast. Uh, let's say, calling him out. We're going to start over guys. Okay. <laughs> I was excited. I do have a child from one. Here we go. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, I think this is definitely worth some people watching and I think it holds up really well in 2023. So go watch this one, folks. Will Cleo do. from oh, five to seven. 
and and do a little research. Maybe do a little research before. Realize that. Guess what? This See is what the... happens if you know that it's an emotional transformation beforehand. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Well, maybe I it's think better. Unlike some movies that we maybe spoil, which we always spoil. Always spoil. This one might be enhanced from the spoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. I agree. Yeah. Knowing what it is going in, I think gets you through it probably in a better way. That's yeah. right. All right, folks. Uh, I have not talked about this with my fellow podcast hosts, but next week we're going to review our top ten snobby movies of all time. <gasps> Suckers. Oh, we've done almost a. That's going to be a doozy. A season and a half of snobbiness, so we should have some pretty good refining to do on our list. We're going to we're going to revisit our last list and kind of do the new ones. And uh, if we have time, maybe we'll even uh, talk about a little movie as well. But uh, we're definitely going to talk about some top 10 snobbiness. So, folks, thanks for listening. We're glad you came to enjoy this wild ride of Mariah hating, then loving Cleo from 5 to 7. It was Um, a transformation. It really was, folks. Unexpected. Unexpected. Not just a transformation in Cleo, but a transformation in Mariah. Yeah. Taking off my apron, and I am a feminist now. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Keep watching movies. Keep listening. And we'll see you next time on How to Be a Movie Snob. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. How to Be a Movie Snob is a Make It Known Media production. The intro and outro song are Kick the Dust by Ryan Talbert. Join us next week.